Hello, welcome to another episode of the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. I'm your host, Reagan Rose. Well, this week I wanted to talk to you about the subject of hard work. So I entitled this episode, Working Hard or Hardly Working, which is the annoying thing that people say to you at your work when they come by your desk and you're working really hard and they kind of just, you know, nudge you on the chin and say, are you working hard or are you hardly working? But I thought uh, it's it's an interesting question, actually. And I was thinking about that and the subject of just how we spend our time, how sometimes we'll block out time to do something, but it's not just about um, how much time we put into something, but the quality of that time and the amount of effort we pour into an activity like a work or a hobby or a relationship or even with our church. So I want to talk to you about that today. Um, but first, there's no sponsor this week on the podcast, but I would recommend to you, if you're interested in supporting the work of Redeeming Productivity, please check out my Patreon page. It's just patreon.com slash redeemingprod because productivity is a very long word and a lot of people can't spell well, so I just said prod. Just helping you guys out, the people who can't spell good. Um, but let's let's get into it. Let's get into today's subject. So I, I'd been thinking about, obviously, you know, the, the name of this program, Redeeming Productivity, comes from Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, which says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so that's that phrase, making the best use of the time, or some versions put it, redeeming the time. And how we as Christians in an an evil age can use and steward our lives well for God's glory, right? If you've been listening for a while, hopefully you've gotten that that's kind of the point of this podcast. Um, But I was just thinking, like I said in the beginning, how much time you put into something doesn't necessarily equal the the amount of uh, productivity or output from that task. So let me give you just an obvious example, right? We all know this. If you work a, a traditional nine to five type job, a day of eight hours in the chair at your desk can produce dramatically different results day to day, day to day. So, right, like some days you just are knocking out of the park, you're extremely focused, you're, you're getting things done off your list, you're fulfilling responsibilities, you know that you're adding value to your company and to the people that you're serving, and you're just like, boom, that was a very productive day I had today. But other days, you know, we don't get much done, and you feel like, wait, what, what did I even do for eight hours? And sometimes that can become because uh, of distractions. But a lot of times, it's because we didn't make the best use of that time. We gave the time, right? We, we, we spent the time. We spent those eight hours um, in our chair at our job. But did we actually invest them well? Did we actually redeem that time? And the Bible talks about this. It, it, we're not just called as Christians to work, period. We're called to work hard. We're called to work diligently. We're called to be disciplined in how we use our time. And so it's not enough just for us to work. We also need to work hard. 
And in a moment, I want to go through seven reasons that Christians must be hard workers, not just workers, but hard workers. Um, But before I want to do, before I do that, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, how this concept is actually validated um, or rather corroborated even outside of scripture. And it comes to us in the research that's been done on how people uh, benefit from practice, right? So you've probably heard of the 10,000 hour rule. And that's this idea that the way you become, the point at which you become proficient or an expert or like the top tier 1% in whatever your skill field is, whether you're a, a guitar player or a mechanic or whatever it is, they say that 10,000 hours of practice, that's when you, that's that threshold when you're like creme de la creme. But one of the things that research has discovered is that cannot be that the, the practice, those hours, it's not just about the hours themselves. It's about the quality of the hours you put in. And I believe it was in Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, which is a very good one. If you haven't read it, it's a great, great book about you know fostering a, um, a lifestyle where you have really, really deep focused work. And really, that's kind of what we're talking about in this today's episode. But the book talks about this. He, he mentioned some of the studies that talked about how the quality and the depth of the practice you put into something of those hours has a bigger impact on the output, even than the number of hours themselves. And so we see this principle all over the place. It's, it's absolutely just, it's just true. It's a fact. And when you think about it, you say, yeah, that's kind of obvious. It, hard work produces good results. But for the believer, part of the reason we want to be hard workers is certainly because of the results. And we'll, we'll see that from the scriptures in a moment. But we have more reason than anybody else in the whole wide world to be hard workers. We have more reason than anybody else to be hard workers. And that's because we're not working just for ourselves. We're not working just for ourselves. You know, um, someone who doesn't know the Lord and uh, doesn't consider themselves accountable to God or to any higher power, to them, it can make sense to cut corners. It can make sense for them to have a lazy day at work and kind of justify that. And why why does that make sense? Because there's no accountability built in. If someone didn't catch you and you're not getting fired over it, well, then who cares, right? Uh, But for us, there's actually a lot more accountability for Christians because the Lord is watching us. And there's a lot more at stake um, when, when we're lazy versus being hardworking. And in fact, I did an episode on the craziness of laziness several episodes ago. I can't remember the number right now, but you should check that one out as well, where I talk about just the sheer insanity of a believer in Christ being a lazy person. When you, when you look at it all and all the lines of evidence, everything the scripture says about laziness, you're like, this is totally the opposite of what a believer should be. And so this episode is kind of the opposite of that. I want to make a positive case for why we should be hard workers. So I'll stop belaboring the point and I'll just get to the, uh, the seven reasons that I wanted to talk about today. So the first reason that Christians must be hard workers is because we have been called to be hard workers. And really, if we left it to this one, that should be enough for us. Uh, but the fact is, the Bible tells us, God has told us through his word, that we are to work hard. It says in Ecclesiastes 9.10, whatever your hand finds to do, 
do it with all your might, right? Whatever it is you're doing, whatever your hand finds to do, throw yourself into it 100%. Do it with all your might. Uh, likewise, in Colossians 3.23, it talks about working heartily. And, and that translation is deliberate, heartily. It's it's from the heart that, that you are putting your heart, your affections, your self into your work. And why are you doing it? It says you're working heartily as unto the Lord, not to please men. You're doing it for God. And so our work should be hard and it should be hearty because we're called to do that as believers. Lackluster work has no place in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ. It just doesn't. We were made to work hard and we've been called to it. The second reason Christians need to be hard workers is because hard work adorns our witness, right? Um, and I'll just give a brief caveat here before I talk about this one. Um, your witness as a Christian is, is the presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the verbal proclamation of what Christ has done for people. It is not enough just to be a hard worker or someone who has good morals or good integrity at work. And so that's not what I'm saying here. But I am saying that, that your witness as a Christian will be adorned by your work ethic. And it says in Philippians 2, 14 through 15, it says, Do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. And so that attitude of working hard without grumbling, without complaining, it, it sets you apart from the rest of the world. Yeah, I've worked in environments. I remember I used to work at a, a Best Buy uh, when I was, I don't know, 18 or 19. I worked there just seasonally, which was the worst, probably the worst, one of the worst jobs I ever had working at a Best Buy during um, a Black Friday. That was pretty miserable. But um, one of the things during my tenure there that just was really hard was the entire culture of this store was gossip and complaining, right? So the way that you, uh, the way that everyone there interact with each other was about complaining about the boss or saying, Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? And it was really just gross and weird. But I found that I couldn't, I couldn't, um, penetrate that work culture and be like friends with these people because all they wanted to do was grumble and complain about the job and about what they were doing. And that's just, that's, I say that to illustrate that that's how a lot of the world is, is, it's all about grumbling and complaining or putting people down or, or trying to step on people to get um, up the next rung of the ladder, right? But what Philippians 2 is saying is that, you know, if you do, if you do your work without grumbling, without complaining, um, you are going to be like a light in the world because there's going to be a difference. Because when people see a Christian operate with integrity, when they see a Christian work really, really hard, harder than everybody else, they're like, hold on, what is going on there? Um, and then when you do talk about, well, you know, I, I go to church, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus Christ. Hey, do you want to go to heaven? <laughs> you know, and you actually have an opportunity to talk to them about Jesus Christ. Um, your witness isn't harmed by your work ethic. It's actually adorned by it. And this is true even, you know, Paul says this in Titus, uh, when he's writing to Titus, Titus 2, 7 through 8. 
He says, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. You know, Paul there's writing to Timothy, who's who's pastoring, but this is equally true, I think, even for um, believers who are in a secular work workplace. Sometimes there can be hostility uh, or even just, you know, something smaller, like just passive aggressive attitude towards you when people find out that you claim the name of Christ. And in that sense, you need to be really diligent to, uh, it says, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and showing integrity and dignity so that you can't be condemned. And so when someone tries to malign your reputation, people just scoff at them. They're like, are you kidding me? Uh, John Smith? <laughs> I don't know, John Smith? Uh, you know, Pocahontas' husband? You're saying that he's he's not a hard worker? Give me a break. You know, he, that, he, he works so hard all the time. Like, everyone knows it. So, like, why are you trying to mess with the reputation? You know what I mean? They're put to shame because they're trying to say something against you. And so hard work, it adorns our witness. It's another reason that we should not just spend our time, you know, working. We must work hard as well. Uh, the third reason we should be hard workers is because hard work is profitable, right? I mentioned this in the beginning is this is true. Uh, this is just a universal truth is that people who work hard, it pays off. Uh, Proverbs fourteen twenty three. it says, in all toil, there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty, right? In, in toil, there is profit, work produces profit. Uh, Proverbs twelve twenty four. the hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. And so there's, there's a word for that. People are given more and more responsibility. And so it's summarized in this, this little pithy statement that the hand of the diligent will rule, or he'll be given more and more. Um, and this is, this is true in all aspects of life. This isn't just true in terms of, you know, making money or, or whatever at work. It's true even in terms of your family. It's profitable. Um, you provide for people by being a hard worker. And the opposite of this is condemned, you know, in, in 1 Timothy 5, 8 it says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially members of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And so that's like the, the contrast, right? The person who refuses to work hard, who wants to cut corners, who wants to be lazy, and he's not actually fulfilling his responsibilities to his family. So because he, he's not working hard, he's not profiting and thereby being able to provide. Uh, and 2 Thessalonians 3, 10 through 12, similarly, for even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. I'll talk a little bit more about that one in the next point, the earn your own living part. But see, he, he, Paul was giving this command to the church in Thessalonica. He said, hey, if there are people there who aren't providing for their household, who aren't willing to work, don't prop them up like, you know, we're a, like, this is a socialistic society, like people who aren't pulling their own weight, then they don't let them eat from, from what the community is producing, right? There, there is a, an aspect of, of uh, interdependence 
in the community, in the church, taking care of one another, but there's also an aspect of uh, responsibility and accountability and being required to actually um, work hard uh, and, and thereby be a faithful member of that community. And so hard work is profitable, not just for you, for your own family as well. And the fourth reason we need to work hard is because hard work keeps us from dependence. Let me make my caveat there. We should be dependent upon God, right? We, we do. Like we make our plans, but we entrust in the Lord. He guides the steps and everything we want to be but praying and, and, and by supplication to the Lord, asking for his help, knowing that I can't draw my next breath without his help. But there is in scripture this principle about self-reliance is the wrong word because you are relying on God, but it's this independence. He said it there at the end of that, that verse that is quoted from 2 Thessalonians 3, 10 through 12. He, he said uh, to work quietly and earn their own living. So he's saying this in contrast to people who are, it seems like what they were doing is they were basically leeching off of the generosity of the church. Um, and they were just like, oh, great. I don't have to work. This is wonderful. I can um, just uh, eat their food. He says, no, you need to work. He says, and you need to work quietly and earn your own living. We're expected to be diligent and hard workers so that we will not be a drain on others. And conversely, the, the, the opposite of that is that not only can you not be a drain on others by supporting yourself and your family unit through hard work, you can also be a huge blessing to other people. You, you can have an abundance because of your hard work and thereby be able to, through the overflow of that, help other people. I have a, a friend, actually, I've been watching his uh, Facebook feed, and I went to high school with him, and I just follow him on Facebook, and noticed that he, he'd been talking about this too, how he has, because of some uh, wisdom in how he handled, him and his wife handled their finances over the years, he's now in a position in his early 30s where he's able to bless other people financially and through uh, just the level of freedom he has uh, from from the necessity of, of working like a normal type job, he's able to actually be a huge blessing to his community. And he's doing that in these some really cool ways. But that is only possible, possible because he's been diligent. He has worked hard. Um, 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 through 12, um, kind of similar sentiment as Paul said in 2 Thessalonians. But it says, he says, aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you. Why? Why is he telling them, live quietly, work with your hands, mind your own affairs, so that you may walk properly before outsiders. So there's that witness component. So outsiders, he meant people who are outside of the church. Um, how do we, how do we uh, adorn our witness? Well, we're, we're diligent. We take care of ourselves. But also, he says, and be dependent on no one. And that we see that come up in the Proverbs too, the idea of debt being akin to slavery um, because you owe something to someone else. There is in the Bible this undercurrent of um, being, again, self-sufficiency is not the right word, but responsibility, being responsible. I think this is especially true for men, biblically speaking, is that a man is responsible to take care of his home and to provide for his own, own uh, family, as we've seen here already, that was directed at men. 
Um, and so we have to work hard to do that. There's not an option to be uh, lazy or just to phone it in or to do the bare minimum. Because hard work keeps us from dependence. Hard work enables us to help those who cannot help themselves. That was number five. I don't remember if I said number five, but that's it. Hard work enables us to help those who cannot help themselves. And then I'll give you two more here. And I think these these help us uh, to see just how important this is. Uh, number six is hard work sets an example. So why should we be a hard worker? Well, it sets an example for in, in your church, uh, in your own family, with your, with your your little niños and niñas, you know, like you, even at your work, you more than just even adorning your witness, you being a hard worker sets an example for others to say, okay, that guy or that lady is moving the bar up to here. And you'd be just amazed that people follow behind. They'll rise to the level of what they think is expected. And expectation is, uh, is formed by observation. People watch the way that you live and how hard you work, and they will rise to meet that standard, or they will go down to that standard when they see that not so much is required of them. So be a hard worker, because it sets an example. And then finally, and this is the most important reason, why should, we, why should Christians be hard workers? Because hard work glorifies God, in whose image we were made. God is a hard worker. He's been working since the beginning and is working now. He worked in creation. He works in sustaining the creation. And we were made in his image and we were given the, the garden, right, in Eden, to work it, to serve the ground. And we have been called to continue, as we've seen, in that hard work. And the number one reason that we need to be diligent in our hard work isn't just because it's profitable, isn't even just because it helps other people, isn't even just because it adorns our witness. These are all great reasons, but number one is because we do it so that we glorify God, so that when we work hard, we are, as it said in Colossians 3.23, working heartily as unto the Lord. We do it to bring him glory, to make him look good, to shine forth as accurate, as accurate as we can, image bearers of God, because we want to bring him glory. Well, that is all I had for you this week. I hopefully that encourages you um, and exhorts you. Uh, I know that I need to be reminded of these things from time to time, <laughs> more than time to time, a lot of the time, that uh, it's not just about me. You know, it's not about my own comfort. I, I don't go to work and I don't do these side projects or, or serve in whatever ways I do. I don't do it for myself or to get through it so I can have money and serve my own comforts. No, that's, that's wrong when I'm thinking that way. The reason we work hard is to bring God glory and to serve others. It's really that, that simple. It's not about us. It's about him. And I hope that uh, we can keep that in mind as we go into the week. And thank you for listening. And please do, if you have not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Also, I'll let you guys know, um, if you listen on the podcast, I had a problem with Spotify earlier, uh, actually for several weeks. I didn't even notice it, but Spotify is working again now. If you listen to podcasts that way, I prefer that. And also, if you like to look at faces that are podcasting to you, hmm, that's a weird way to put that, but you can follow the channel on YouTube. Um, over on YouTube as Redeeming Productivity, so just go Google that up and subscribe over there as well. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And I will see you again next Monday. Until I do, remember this. And whatever you do, do it well 
and do it all to the glory 